Welcome to the Connor Andrew Show Podcast. We started talking about these um, vacation tales on the show yesterday. Somebody's going to win a trip for two. A vacation do-over, a holiday, holiday mulligan, courtesy of sunwing.ca, uh, the Jamaica Tourism Board, and Secrets Resorts and Spas. You're going to Jamaica. Somebody gets that trip for two. I want to read you this one, though. Uh, it starts by saying, let me tell you why I deserve a mulligan. Forewarning, this story is a bit disturbing. A few years ago, my dad decided to take me on a road trip to the United States. He's never really been around, so he was trying to make up for lost time and to be a better father. We started by driving to Arizona to visit my grandparents. The trip was kind of boring, and we did a lot of sitting around. around. Not a whole lot of excitement for someone visiting the United States for the first time. So I begged him to take me to Las Vegas since it was so close. He said no, but then finally gave in after my persistent annoyance. I was beyond excited. When we first got there, we checked into our hotel room and then went for a drink. I was so bagged by the time we went for said drink, I couldn't even finish it. I told him I was going to go to bed, but he said he wanted to stay out. So I went back to the room and passed out within seconds, didn't even get my shoes off. A few hours later, I was awoken by the disturbing sounds that were coming from the bathroom. I was so uncomfortable, I didn't know what to do, so I left the room. It turned out my dad decided to bring a prostitute back to our shared room. I couldn't face him after that and was so angry and disturbed at what he had, what I'd heard and saw. I called my mom crying hysterically. She immediately booked me a flight out of there. I was escorted to my room by security guards to gather my things and was on a flight within hours. My dad and I have tried to speak since that, but our relationship will never be normal again. The image and the sound is something that will haunt me forever. My name is Stacy. Okay, well, thank you, Stacy. You're definitely in the running here. When you do run into your dad again, it's like you can't not talk about it. You have to address that elephant that's in the room. How do you... Well, Stacy, sometimes a man gets lonely. Like, how do you do that? That'd be brutal. But thank you, Stacy, for contributing so richly to the program. Garner! Well, hi there. I just had a story about a bad vacation I had. Oh, do tell. Okay, so I was uh, away from home for a few months. It was my last semester in university. And during that time I was gone, the guy I was with at the time, we weren't really getting along. But we decided at the end of my trip, he would meet me to see if we could reconcile. So we decided to meet in Honduras to go scuba diving. So right before that, I had caught a parasite in Guatemala and was on some like pretty hardcore meds. So I couldn't really go in the sun, but we thought scuba diving would be fine. So we go to this island. It's pretty remote off the coast of Honduras. And on the second day, my eardrum burst. So I can't actually go scuba diving. So he decides he's going to continue with the trip. Meanwhile, I'm stuck in our cheap little room, not able to go in the sun or scuba dive. And we find out that we ran out of money because my visa was cancelled. So we have no, no money left. He's off scuba diving. I'm stuck in the room. We're not really sure how we're going to get out the island. So he takes our last $20, goes to the mainland to see if he can access an ATM. I'm stuck there, worried all day. He comes back. The story was okay that way, but we did break up at the end of the day. 
But did, I did lose 10 pounds from the parasite. Well, hey, that's good. <laughs> You're so lucky you got a parasite. I know. What's your first name? Carrie. All your friends are probably like, Carrie's so lucky she got the parasite. <laughs> the best weight loss plan ever. Yeah, the parasite yeah. plan. You yes, should do exactly. an infomercial and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go eat okay. some Guatemalan chicken. Yeah, okay. Yeah, make sure it's half cooked. So did you guys have to fly home together? We did. It was actually quite awful. <laughs> I can and we you, were let me fighting guess. the whole time, and I couldn't leave because I didn't have the, any money. Oh. We had to phone home to my mom to be like, "Can you put some money in my bank account?" I was twenty-seven years old. Yeah, <laughs> and he made you sit in the middle seat, probably. Oh, it was it was yeah, it was okay. horrible. Carrie, hang on a second. Okay. There should be, you know, Bryce, how there's always a day for things to celebrate certain people. There should be a middle seat passenger day, where we just sort of. Show them appreciation for always riding the middle seat. Yeah, no one ever picks that by choice. Yeah, well, my wife always gets the middle seat because I insist on the aisle. I cannot sit next to a window. I got to be on the aisle. I need to be in control at all times. And she always just takes the middle seat. I see. I'm a window man. Are you? Yeah. Well, you're that annoying guy because, well, see, although I've never, ever seen you. How long have we worked in this building together? Is it 10 years now? A decade, yeah. 10 years. I have never seen you in the bathroom. No, I have never run into you in the bathroom. I'm a urinary camel. You really... <laughs> that's actually what we call you. We, behind your back, we call you the UC, the urinary camel. I take that as a point of pride. But the thing is, my point is here, is that you're fine next to the window seat because you never have to go to the bathroom. So you can just tuck yourself in there for eight hours straight. And you'll be just fine. But me, I don't always go to the bathroom on the plane, but I like the option. I don't want to have to disrupt a lot of people in order to do that. So that's why I take the aisle. Mm, that's so thoughtful. Aisle, our middle seat appreciation day. We've got to have that day one day soon, okay? I'm going to put my my wife's name in there. Maybe we could send her an edible arrangement or something. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. All themed with you know, middle, middle of the pack fruits. Yep. Not great ones, but not bad ones. Yeah, like she probably would get bananas. Grapes, but the ones with seeds in them. Yeah. Macintosh apples. <laughs> <laughs> sort of... Nobody likes Macintosh apples. Can we just admit that? Yeah, it's, a, it's gala or bust. It's, yeah, okay. Anyway, Bryce Kelly is here with Sonic Weather. Bryce? Sunshine today, the high getting up to about plus two. Uh, right now, though, we're sitting at minus eight. It's minus 13 with the wind. Sonic Weather is for mud, sweat, and gears. Spring is finally here. Come check out what's new from great brands like Santa Cruz, Pivot, and Transition. Or save on remaining 2017 models. Mud, sweat, and gears. Come get a better bike. And cue the people saying, what's wrong with Macintosh apples? No. The Mac... See, Macintosh apples. When I see you with Macintosh apples, I'm like, hey, things are going to get better, pal. (laughs) Things are going to turn around. One day you'll get up to those galas. You'll be eating a princess, a gala. And Granny Smith. No way. God. Is that the bad one? No, the Granny Smith, nobody likes those. Those are the ones using pies, though. Oh, those are the ones that are so sour. You bite into them and your head turns inside out. <laughs> no Macintosh, no Granny Smith. Thank you. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Garner! Oh, Macintosh apples are the worst. They are. They're like, when I see a person with a Macintosh apple, I'm like, it's going to be okay, man. Things are going to get better. Yeah, my my, it's funny. It's just funny you're talking about it just because my wife came home with a bag of them the other day instead of, instead of Royal Gala, and I took one and bit one, and I was just like, "Girl, what happened to this apple?" <laughs> yeah, 
<sighs> Nobody a enjoys too, a little too mushy. <laughs> yeah, Macintosh apples are the apples you buy when the bank screws up and takes the car payment and the mortgage payment on the same day. <laughs> yeah, that that's exactly like the perfect mood that they describe. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe how upset people get when I diss your beloved Macintosh. Just admit they're not they're not a top shelf apple. They're not up there with a gala, a pink princess. No. They are they're just sort of they <laughs> You know when you go to ladies' night, well drinks, that's what a Macintosh apple is. That's the equivalent of the drink that's on special. It's not the top shelf stuff. Somebody, look at all these. Garner Andrews, you bite your tongue. Macintosh apples are the premier apple? What? Really? The only discerning, uh, the only snacking apple for discerning palates? Wow, who convinced you of that? That is not a good apple. And stop trying to convince me that the Granny Smith is a good apple because it's not a good apple either. Thank you. Garner? So we go to Florida, me and my girlfriend. And uh, we stay in this two-bedroom condo with her mom, her dad, her sister, her sister's boyfriend, and her uncle. So things are going pretty rough between us. She ends up uh, breaking up with me down there. And I still have like three days of vacation left in this condo with her entire family. (laughs) So when your girlfriend breaks up with you in a condo and you're there with her entire family, where do you sleep after that? Just sort of curl up in a bath mat and crawl into the tub? Um, I sold everything. I sold the bank to buy a plane ticket home early. Oh, you bailed out. Oh, I anything. I, I took the rental to the airport, returned it two days early. They were so mad at me about that. Was it in your name? No. <laughs> well, that, uh, no. <laughs> that was kind of a little bit of a move. Well, she couldn't wait two more days and break up with me at home. Yeah, why'd she break up with you on vacation with her family? Um, apparently, I'm a huge jerk or something, rather. Well, you... <laughs> <laughs> you I don't of, know what you're talking about. You kind of give off a bit of that vibe. Oh, God. <laughs> well, no, you did You did return their rental car without telling them. I was a prisoner underneath the fascist regime. I couldn't get out of there. Couldn't take a bus? You couldn't grab a hotel shuttle? You couldn't... No, actually. Well, it was, it was a condo. It wasn't a hotel, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever talked to her since? Oh, yeah. She's um, got some issues. Any chance you guys will re- reconcile and you'll no, be going to Christmas no, dinner with her no. family this year? Uh, all her parents tell me is go back to school, and all she tells me is goodbye. <laughs> okay. So we spent 10 months training for this trip to Nepal to um, hike the Annapurna circuit, which is higher than Everest base camp. Um, And we were invited by my cousin and my uncle. We got there, and on the second day, my uncle had to fly back home to Canada because he realized that he did not train for this properly, and he was the one that invited us all. So that was kind of a bummer to see him leave. Then on day 10 of a 20-day hike, We made our little summit over the mountain pass, just over 17,000 feet. And I almost passed out from lack of oxygen and cold. So I lost vision, had to sit down, couldn't really continue for a while. Finally managed to shuffle my way across the, the mountain pass, but I don't remember it. So I spent all of this time 
training for it. I spent 10 days getting to the summit. And then because I was too low of oxygen, don't actually remember the last 45 minutes of this amazing hike. And then at the top, as we start heading back down, my cousin, he also decided that he was done. So he bailed on us as well. So here we are stranded in, well, not stranded, but in Nepal with the two people that originally invited us on this trip, they've left us. And my husband and I made the unfortunate decision that we would just stop hiking as well and then had to find things to do in Nepal for the remaining 10 days. And there's not a lot to do in Nepal. Couldn't um, you just go to the Mall of Nepal? <laughs> um, we did. I guess the Mall of Nepal is a very small shop uh-huh. uh, and it sells scarves. And we bought scarves and then we had nothing else to do. The Nepal Cineplex? <laughs> We did watch a a football match, a British Uh football match, in a small Nepal bar. I sort of feel like, you know, when I saw the pamphlet and it said 20-day hike on it, I'd be like, I'm good. I would... (laughs) (laughs) 20-day hike? My husband has done longer, so um, those tend to be our holidays. We don't take relaxing holidays. We do hikes. We've hiked across Spain. Um, yeah. So I see do. you're probably those people when you get together with old friends and they're like, yeah, my uh, my fiance and I are going to do the West Coast Trail this summer. You just sort of laugh. West Coast Trail, that's adorable. <laughs> we haven't actually done that one. What? But we, we haven't. It's, it's on my list. But um, we apparently it- opt for the more difficult ones. <laughs> the West Coast Trail, I think, is maybe a four-day hike. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so okay. we've, we've done the 10, 20, 30-day hike. Yeah, okay, hang on a second. I don't think I could go on vacation with Erica. She sounds like a wonderful person, but that is the exact opposite of what I want to do. I have never in my life said the words, let's go for a hike. What is a hike? It's I, like a more complicated walk. I don't get it. It's it's somehow uphill, both going to your yeah, destination even the return. and the return. You go up a hill, and then to get back, you have to go up another hill. Huh. Eaten and, by bugs. And I do stuff outside every day. I don't care how cold it is. I go outside every day and I do something, but it, that's, that's not appealing to me. And I think maybe the definition of a hike, stay with me for a second here. A lot of people will say it's in the footwear. It's what you wear on your feet. No, I think hiking is a walk where there's a high likelihood of you having to take a poop in the woods. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Can I go for a hot walk with a 50-pound backpack on me? Cool. Instead of saying to your friends, hey, you want to go hiking this week? Hey, do you guys want to go poop in the woods? Because that's what it is. Yeah, save the time, get to the point. I should be a travel consultant, not an agent, but just the person that talks you out of trips. I feel like I have a good a good mind for what's going to be fun and what's just going to be brutal. I like this. Set up a kiosk in a mall and mm-hmm. then have when couples are like, hey, we've been dating for three months. We were going to go on this cross-Europe train tour. Ooh. You could be like, ooh. Garner and Bryce's travel talker outers. <laughs> and we talk you out of dream vacations. You're like, no, just go to an all-inclusive in Mexico. Like someone texted that they decided to fly to Japan to meet their boyfriend's family, realized it was a huge mistake, and it's been three weeks. Three weeks? Three weeks with this person's family who I guess they weren't into. Ooh, I would go to Japan for three weeks, but I don't know if I'd go there to meet... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. They broke up with them one week into their four-week stay. Oh, boy. So that's where you would sit them down and be like, listen, does this relationship have legs? Mm -hmm. You're not sure? Don't go to Japan. Yeah. Slide them a tissue, (laughs) send them on their way. 
The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. I wish I was a Sonic Rocker winner. Everyone would be so proud of me. Meg Ann was on the Sonic Rock Door today. This one right here. She thought it was Green Day Brain Stew. It's not. So tomorrow morning at 8.20, the Rock Door's worth $312. Tune in to the Garner Andrews Show weekdays at 8.20 to take your shot at the Sonic Rock Door jackpot. For Butler Plumbing and Heating. Garner! Uh, hi. Uh, Garner, this, yeah, this is true that uh, he died last night. It was uh, 7 o'clock in the morning when they were reporting it on the BBC News on the CJSR radio station. So, meaning that he died—he died in England, right? Yeah, yeah. So, was he? Te- did he technically pass away on Pi Day three point one four? Yes, sir. How beautiful is that? I know. Not, not, th- not that Stephen Hawking is dead, but it's kind of that's actually kind of poetic. Oh, it is. I went to school for engineering. I worked in Detroit for many years, and now I'm retired or. Well, I partially retired and living in Edmonton. I was working on the Red Bull crash diets. We're doing the teardown over here, so I'm part of the security overnight. Oh, okay. So uh, do people try and sneak on there in the middle of the night and run the course? Well, we've had uh, a few roustabouts, but uh, they're more interested in taking off with some of that heavy copper wire, you know. Really? That's why... I, I know that copper wire is a thing that people steal, and copper pipe, too, but why... How much copper wire would you be using down there? For what? Well, we had um, we had a group called Trinity Power here. They had three different transformers that are, uh, uh, how should I say, that they're uh, a self-generating unit where you've got like two online and one is a standby mm-hmm. that were running all the time over the past 10 days. Oh, and okay. And so they all need to be hooked up and they poured out a lot of volts, so... Uh, many of the cables uh, with the sheathing and everything, they're uh, two inches around. Did you have to uh, administer any security guard brutality at any point? Oh, no. No? <laughs> no, people usually go away with a little, you know, jostling. Yeah. When you see an unsavory character, do you give them a, get, go on, get. <laughs> well, not really. I, I, I get out and look at what they're doing and make sure they see me and I, uh, radio like for some backup just like a real police person and uh yeah they usually take heed that they are seen and they don't want to go to prison or someplace Uh, okay hang on a second hang on i think we all need to work roustabout back into our vernacular our vocabulary that's good we've got a guy sitting on hold right now who wants to tell his uh vacation horror story in the hopes of winning our trip for two to Jamaica that we're going to give away. I think we'll give the trip away between 8.30 and 9 this morning, okay? So if you've already told your story, you texted your story in, I've submitted everything to the jury. You can continue to call them in or text them in, and we'll try and squeak them into the jury as well. Uh, but this individual, he wants to tell his story, but he asked me to disguise his voice because... The girl that he's in a relationship with now does not know this story. And like I've said to you many, many times in the past, I will disguise your voice, but I never disguise your voice by pitching it down so you sound kind of cool and mysterious. I always go the other way, so you sound like a chipmunk, because I think that's entertaining. 
I wish the news shows would do that. When they're interviewing the mob informant, how awesome would that be if he sounded like Alvin? Huh? That'd be pretty cool. Anyway, disguised voice guy, please go ahead, tell your story about your vacation from hell. Okay. Uh, so about 15 years ago, I was backpacking through Europe. Uh, I had a girl that I was kind of working on getting into a relationship back home with. So uh, I had something to look forward to when I got back to Canada. But along the way, uh, I met a girl who uh, invited me to stay at her place in England, who I didn't really have much interest in. But uh, when I went to stay with her, I, uh, I had a lot to drink. We had relations, and uh, I ended up um, having to tell her the next morning that this wasn't really something that I planned on and wasn't something that I wanted to do again. And at that moment, I realized uh, that was her entire intent of me coming to stay with her for a week. So for the remainder of the week, uh, I had to avoid her. So she worked during the day. So during the day, I would lay around her house uh, thinking about my life choices. And then uh, at night, I had to go out and hide somewhere until she was in bed at sleep. So uh, it was probably the worst six days of my life. And then um, at the end of it, I slid out of there, jumped back on a bus, and uh, continued on my European vacation. So even after you told her you had no interest in her, she let you continue to crash on her couch? Yeah, which, I, you know, at first I, I kind of thought that was nice for her, but then I realized it was with the intent to kind of torture me with this because the first time that she came home after work after that, uh, she wanted to have a sit-down conversation about how terrible of a person I was. And uh, I, I don't know why she didn't just kick me out. She never told me I couldn't stay there, but she, uh, she kind of created that little trap for me where she could make me feel like garbage every time she came home. So I just started avoiding it. Yeah, okay, hang on a second. Put me on hold. <laughs> why wouldn't you just move on at that point? So wildly uncomfortable. Just move on. Uh, could you tell who that person was? You, was his voice still recognized? Maybe it wasn't a guy at all. Hmm? Was his voice still recognizable? Are you like driving and going, oh my God, that's Jerry from Shipping and Receiving. His name's not really Jerry. I just use that as an example. Do you know who that guy is? Hey, listen to this one quickly before we move on. This... What, what is with people and their timing? This winter, I took extra time off to go to Cuba with my fiancé. We get to the resort, find our room. So far, so good. We had to wait until about 7 for dinner, but we had a good meal together and headed back up to the room to sleep and do whatever else couple types do. We get back to the room. She says, Can we talk? Something's been bugging me. I say, Of course. And she went on to tell me that she's unhappy and hasn't been for quite a bit and that, that she's not sure about the wedding and that we need to have a hard look at our relationship. We ended up breaking up, but still spent the whole week together still. Oh, why would you wait to Cuba to have that conversation? Garner! Garner! It's the Garner Andrew Show podcast! Podcast! Bryce Kelly, when was the last time you saw that many text messages and that many phone calls? It's been a while. It's been a long time. It turns out bad vacations are a lot more common than I thought. Or do people just like to complain? Ooh, a lot of, I guess, traveler. Let's put it this way. A lot of traveler's diarrhea is a lot more common than I thought. Uh-huh. I can't believe how many people, too, have been on a flight with dead people. Yeah, we just, we just got, got another one, didn't we? Just got another one. That one was terrible. Yeah, that one. I don't even talk about that. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna call somebody up right now who told us a story. Maybe it's your phone that's ringing right now. Hello. 
Hello. Hey, is this Brittany? Yeah. Brittany, it's Garner and Bryce over at Sonic. Good morning. What are you doing? Uh, hanging out at home. <laughs> yeah, you're not at physiotherapy because of your broken ankles? <laughs> no. Uh, we got so many entries in this contest. So many. Yeah. But the fact that you broke both your ankles on the first day, it was the first day, right? Uh, like the third day of a Th- two-week trip. <laughs> oh, third. Oh, okay. I just got even better. Wow. So what was the story again real quick? You fell down some stairs? Yeah, I fell down the stairs. Broke both ankles. Took a uh, Cuban ambulance to a Cuban hospital. How much does a Cuban ambulance cost to a Cuban less hospital? Less than a taxi. True story. <laughs> really? It's less than a taxi? It's less than a taxi. We didn't want to take an ambulance. And the lady at the front desk said, well, you know, if you take an ambulance, it's going to be less than if you take the taxi into town. <laughs> wow. So do you think that the official mode of transportation in Cuba is by ambulance then? I guess, I guess so. Okay. So you end up, you got both, you, you had both legs in a cast day three of your Cuban vacation. Yeah. And spent the rest of the vacation in a wheelchair. Yes, and not in a pool or on the beach. Oh, I bet you got like just a really, really tacky cast tan too, right? Oh, yes. Legs are all pasty white. Oh, yes. It was not the most attractive look. (laughs) How was it flying back and coming back to Canada with two broken ankles? Did you have to get rechecked or what happened when you got home? Well, mostly like I showed up at the doctor's office with plaster cast because Cuba's healthcare system hasn't really evolved in the last, you know, several years, (laughs) 50 years or so. But um, the doctor just looked at me like I had six heads. He's like, where did these casts come from? Um, (laughs) Like, where did you get these plaster casts? They haven't done them in about 20 years now. Um, They had to like go through storage to dig up the saws to take them off. So (laughs) yeah, because they're all like that fiberglass tape now, right? (laughs) Exactly. Did you get all your friends to sign your plaster cast? No, they were right off, like, as soon as I came home. Well, Brittany, do you think you're deserving of a holiday mulligan? Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. The jury has decided that you get the holiday mulligan. You get a trip for two to Jamaica. Oh, my God. Are you serious? I got laid off a month ago. Perfect. You got all the time in the world to go to Jamaica. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. Yeah, who are you going to go with? My husband. We just got married in December. And have you had a honeymoon? Yeah, we went to Germany for a couple of weeks. Oh, and that's when the audience turned. (laughs) Bryce, they're lighting police cars. Oh, they just turned a... They just flipped a police horse. Oh, my God. They're breaking windows. Stop it. Well, Brittany, now you're going to Jamaica. You're uh, you're going to stay at uh, Secret, St. James, Montego Bay, and you're flying with sunwing.ca. Holy, oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> Are you going to bring some extra grippy shoes this time? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe have a few less cocktails. Maybe, yeah. No, nah, don't do Just that. Just avoid stairs altogether. <laughs> yeah. It is all inclusive. You don't want to go there and avoid the cocktails. No. <laughs> okay. Congratulations, Brittany. Oh my God, that's amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. You sit on hold for a second here. Hey, when your friends crashed that moped mm-hmm. in Cuba, and they had to go to the hospital too, 
Was it expensive in the cab? I don't remember how much the cab cost. I just remember them saying they went to a hospital and there was actually a dog running around in the lobby. Was the dog a doctor? It was not a doctor dog. Huh. It was just a, a regular dog. What was that dog doing at the hospital? That is uh, the question we did try to ask. Interesting. Well, congratulations, Brittany, and thank you very much to everybody who... Um, <laughs> everybody who texted in their story or called in their story... I'm distracted because I'm trying to get a song ready, Bryce. Oh, I can't believe... I'm still shook by this... This one attempted to beat the buzzer of the dead body. Yeah. It, uh... I'm shaking to my core. It's next level. It was gross. Do you want to share it quickly or not? Uh, long story short, they were flying back from somewhere tropical. They had to land in St. Louis because a woman died on the flight, and they had to investigate the death of everyone on the plane and just kind of let the body lay there in the aisle. I don't know where else you put it, though. Yeah. Huh. For, like, two hours. That story's a bummer. It, uh... <laughs> it's maybe the wrong point to go out on. The Garner Andrew Show Podcast. Garner! I read you a text a few minutes ago, and I'll just, I'll just give you the first little bit of it so this makes sense in case you're just sliding into the show now. It reads... In 2013, I was in a wedding party in Mexico. Before leaving, the bride and I had a bit of a falling out, but I still decided to go because we had been friends a long time and I'd already paid over $2,500 to be there and to be a part of this wedding. The night before the wedding, which was about midweek, the groom came to my room and professed his love for me, told me he was marrying the wrong person, and even suggested that we get married instead. All of which I declined... I awkwardly attended the wedding the next day because I didn't have the heart to tell my girlfriend about what had happened the night before. So, that's the story right there. And I asked you the question, should she have told the bride that her groom, the guy she was marrying, had come to her room the night before and was like, hey baby, how about you and me? What do you think? Go ahead, Sonic. Hey, good morning, Renner. How are you? Woo! Yeah, great. <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Let me... There you go. Hey, I just wanted to answer your question about would you tell the bride or not? Yeah, what would you have done? Hell no. No way. You don't tell the bride. You know why? What will happen? You know how women are? They'll say to you, well, you, you must have done something. Oh, they would blame it on you. Yes, I've been in that position before. Yeah, I wonder and if that couple is still together. Um, I'm going to bet no. Yeah, the wedding was 2013, so that's five years ago. Yeah, so I'm going to bet no, but like I said, I've been in that position before, and right away, you're the one at fault. Oh, you did you? must have done something to make him change his mind, or you did something, so... What no, did you do, though? Like, hang, What did you do, though? Did you tell a girlfriend she was marrying the wrong guy? What did you do? I, I didn't say anything. I got out of there as quickly as possible. When he confessed his love to me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're oh, married. They so, were married, so um, but they're not married anymore, but I, I just got out of there. So this happens regularly, hey? I think it does. Huh. Okay. Sad, but I think it does. And you've never told your friend that her ex was... Uh, trying to draft never. you? Never. This has happened to me twice. I have never told either girlfriend what happened with the uh, their, their husbands. I've never said a word. You're just, you're, you're at blame. The husband is the angel. You're at blame. 
your friendship is done. You know, it's just it's, no. Let 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 the let let them find out on their own. I think. Okay. Info. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate the phone call. This text just in too. That girl did the right thing. That stuff happens more than you think, but nobody talks about it. The girl probably wouldn't have believed her anyway, and it would have just caused a massive catastrophic fight. Even though the right thing to do would be to tell the truth, there's no way her friend would believe her. I feel for that girl. Okay. Garner! Garner! It's the Garner Andrews Show podcast! Podcast! Music news you can use on Sonic 1029. Here's Bryce Kelly. It's Wednesday, March 14th, and this is What's Up. A pair of Canadian music festivals announced their lineups yesterday. This includes Oceaga in Montreal, which will have Arctic Monkeys, Florence and the Machine, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Franz Ferdinand, and Portugal the Man, to name a few. And then a festival in Vancouver, Skookum, announced theirs, which will also have Florence and the Machine, as well as The Killers, Metric, Arkells, Mother Mother, Said the Whale, The Zolas, and Dear Rouge, plus a ton of others. A couple days ago, we heard Pearl Jam release a new song. It's called Can't Deny Me. Initially, it was just released to members of their fan club, but it's everywhere now. And they have confirmed that the song is a first taste of a brand new album. At this point, though, there's no word when that record could drop. Sonic. And Smashing Pumpkins have their tour this summer with three quarters of the original lineup back together, Boyfriends Again. The next question was, will there be new music? And the answer is yes. Billy Corgan says they'll likely release two four-song EPs this year, the first of which is likely to come out in May. That's it for Music News You Can Use. I'm Bryce on Sonic. The Garner Andrews Show Podcast. Garner! I just wanted to throw my opinion out there for, for your topic here, and I, I honestly feel like maybe people might think I'm weak, but I don't want to live with this type of stuff on my shoulders, so I would totally tell them. I sort of feel the same way, too. Like, if my... If my friend was getting married the next day and his wife came to my room the night before and was like, hey, I, you're the one. I feel like I owe my friend that. I, I would have to tell him, the hands down. I'd have to tell him. Yeah, but that's also, that's going to sour your friendship with your buddy. Yeah, but I would, you know, I'd rather not have my friend anymore than have to look my friend in the eye knowing I'm holding back something like that from him. Uh, because then I'd start thinking of what they're holding back from me. Ooh, never thought about yeah. that. Maybe and that hurts. Yeah, maybe that for hurts. all you know, when you're sitting there telling your buddy all this, you might have a piece of spinach in your teeth and he didn't even tell you. And that is brutal. I always tell people when they have dirt on their face, always. I saw a stranger last week, a guy, he was sort of like, he was with our group, but not really with our group. And his mm. fly was down and I didn't tell him. Should I have told oh. him? You should have said something, my friend. Oh God, I feel so something. bad about that now. And he was just such a nice guy. I didn't. I don't even know his name, but he was just sort of peripherally involved in what I was doing. And I should have told him. You know, most people nowadays, if you just throw them the X Y Z, they understand that. Or I see London, I see France. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's swinging. The, uh, thank you for the phone call, by the way. It's swinging the other way now. I'm looking at the text machine. Uh, most people in the beginning said they would have not told the girl about her husband. <laughs> but now look, at that's messed up to not say anything. I would say something and would hope to God I have the type of friends who would say something to me. If your friend couldn't tell you that then that, then why are you even friends? I wouldn't blame the girl. That's stupid thinking. 
Uh, somebody else said, the lady on the phone is a coward. I would absolutely say something. If the bride is a real friend and knows you would never do anything like that, she'll believe you. If not, then she wasn't a true friend. End of story. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Garner Andrew Show podcast. Check sonic1029.com for more.